Welcome to the Yours is the Story podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Julia. And I'm Jill. This is a storytelling podcast that entertains, encourages, and points you to Jesus. Welcome back to the Yours is the Story podcast. I am so, so excited to have a very special guest with us today. It is Rachel Maholsky. And if you know her, you know what a legend she is. And um, just a few things I wanted to say about Rachel is I have known her for 15 years. I think that's about it. Maybe even longer. She probably knew me when I was even younger, but my earliest memories of Rachel are just looking up to her being like, wow, she's amazing. And then just thinking she was cool, like as a kid. And then later on getting to know her as my pastor and serve with her at church and my husband and I, and actually Julia's husband, Sam, all got to work with, um, Rachel and her husband Jason at the church and just we really bonded of course in like friendship and laughter but also just growing the local church community and being a part of that and those were huge formative years in me and then even beyond that I now get to call Rachel my friend and I look up to her so much and now I'm going to cry on the podcast already in just the intro I look up to her so much um and I often talk about Rachel and people are like oh like who are your friends and I will mention Rachel and I'll say like there's nobody that I look up to more than Jason and Rachel. I know she's gonna cry. Um, wow, this is so sweet. I'm crying too. <laughs> Everyone's crying. Um, there's a few things I want to say about her. Is like what I respect about Rachel the most is she's a people person first and a yes person, and that's what I love that she doesn't hinder of like, oh no, I can't do that. She's like, yes, let's do it, and I don't know how, but we're gonna find a way. And I love that so much about her. And she shows up for not just me, but for so many people in their lives. And uh, we'll talk about this later on the episode, but she opens up her home to so many people to to encounter Jesus. And it's just a beautiful life that Rachel lives. And um, Rachel's also just an honest and safe person. I mean, she's that person I can go to being like, this is what I'm actually going through. And um, what I love about Rachel, it's not just faith that she brings of, no, you're going to make it through. Let's pray. But it's like, no, Jill, like what you said there is like not good. And she'll like in the most loving way be like, no, that's off. But let's pray through it and like and be there and check up and follow up. So Rachel is that honest and safe person I can go to. And she also has a high bar for excellence, which I love as well. So everything Rachel does is gold. <laughs> you just need to know that. So as we talk through these things today, it's not like, oh, yeah, she does this thing. It's like it's at the highest caliber. So Rachel, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> welcome. <laughs> much for having me yeah we're so excited we've been brainstorming even just when we started the podcast who do we want to have on and you were top of that list so we're truly excited to have you today um there is a few stories that we want to hear from you today about but one of them specifically is about the worship nights i kind of hinted at with your the host at the house is there a story behind that that you'd be willing to share with us yes but First, can I say this to both um, Jillian and Julia? Thank you for having me on in um, the last month or so listening to these podcasts. You both have done such an extremely beautiful job of just releasing people's stories to impact those around you. And I just feel inspired every time I get to listen, every time I get to hear, and I just feel super honored that you. you would invite me on and I'm excited for what God has for these amazing people. Thank you. I really uh, thank you. Okay, so worship nights. Well, let me back up a little bit because one of the key components of my life is I'm married and I have three amazing boys and an incredible husband. And one thing that I feel like that has marked our lives is worshiping Jesus. 
And I think I've always wanted to worship Jesus ever mm -hmm. since mm -hmm. I remember dressing up for church um, when my parents didn't go to church mm -hmm. when I was five or six years old and asking my grandparents to take me. And I just always had a hunger for the Lord. Mm -hmm. And life would go on and I would soon be married to my husband who really is probably the best person on the planet that I think yeah. and I just adore him so much mm -hmm. and um we had found ourselves about five years ago and probably one of the greatest storms of our lives mm -hmm. and in fact um into it on every level whether it was vocationally or financially um, personally, our family, Jason's dad had passed away and there was just storms on every side. And I think the best way that I would describe it is, have you ever been to the beach, whether it's Hawaii or Florida, Julia, and you yeah. go, um, body surfing and you go and hit a wave and you get in there and you're swimming and you're like, this is so fun. And then all of a sudden you see a wave and this wave is going to take you out. Yeah. And so you it takes you out and you're tumbling in your swimsuits half on and you're just like <laughs> climbing to the beach Lord, let me not hopefully nobody saw me and um catching your breath and standing up and then all of a sudden another wave hits you again and then you're like okay again and then you look up and another wave hits you and you're like at that point just kind of punch drunk yeah. and you're like i don't actually know how i'm gonna stand up anymore and i remember just days after days of like crying like every day mm -hmm. and being like god i trust you but i just don't know how this is all gonna work out and jason my husband had gotten a phone call from a dear friend who's um has a beautiful prophetic gift on his life. And we hadn't heard from him in years. And he was like, I see a storm on every side of you. And we're like, yes, yes. <laughs> you were right. <laughs> and and um, we just had that moment and he began to speak words of faith over us. And I remember one night, Jason grabbed my hand and we had a fireplace in the house that we were living in. And it was in our bedroom. and. He just grabbed my hand and he brought me to the fireplace at the bottom of it. And he got on his knees and we began to pray. Mm -hmm. And we always had prayed together in some capacity, but it began to be this holy habit of saying, God, I don't have anything. Financially, we're upside down. Relationally, it feels so broken on every area. And we had gone through losing a baby. We had gone through just everything. It just yeah. felt like so big. And we just began to pray. And this posture of worship came over us like we had never had before. It was like, God, you're it. I'm not turning to anything else. And I, I feel so grateful because so many people can turn to alcohol or drugs or whatever's popular movies, social media. And I truly believe it was the grace of God that he brought us to our knees and God met us. And it would be just a short time during that season that we would have different people come into our lives like you and David and others 
and we would just begin to gather in our house and we opened up our house to worship and um we've always loved the local church and totally believe in it but we found ourselves in a place of needing this authentic community and um i'm sure you'll have jason on here at some point but he began to get this word from god out of um judges in the story of gideon where gideon is pressing wheat in or not pressing um what do you do with wheat you you do something that's fresh stress something you do it in a wine which is like not where you do the wheat thing yeah. and, and um but he was doing it because he was hiding from the midianites and it was like all of a sudden the angel comes to gideon and he's like hey mighty man of valor and he's like I don't believe you. Basically, where are the miracles? Like, where are the miracles? I've seen miracles before. I've heard of the miracles, but where are the miracles now? And this word came over our family. It's like, God, we want to see miracles. Mm -hmm. And we began to gather with a group of people and we began to engage and worship Jesus mm -hmm. and then began to pray that God would bring breakthrough for so many people. And it really has become such a beautiful space where we've seen people have miraculous babies where houses have come out of nothing like your like house. Mine, yeah. <laughs> and, um, and just story after story. And it's not that we worship Jesus to get something, but it's almost that our posture of our heart became God, whatever you want, mm -hmm. but also we're going to hold you to your word. Yeah. And God just has become to come through over and over and over again. And I would say all of a sudden that season of storms for our lives just silenced and we began just to see the fruit in God restore and redeem. And it was like quicker after quicker, so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we just began to see what God wanted to do in so many people's lives. And um, it's become a really special place for us to see people gifts and talents be released and to see people understand the gifts, the spiritual gifts that God has given them as we gather together each week. Wednesdays are my hardest day at work. And I look forward to Wednesdays because I know at the end of that day, I get to go to your house and meet mm -hmm. Jesus. And every week we get to meet Jesus in your house. And it's, I mean, we tell you this, but it's like, like water to your soul just to like go there in the, in the community they've created too is like so incredible just the people that they attract to be there and just worship god together it's like an amazing community i okay so i have a more of a practical question for the worship night so sam and i got married towards the end of 2019 and i don't know if that's when you had just started but i know that that was like when so Sam went a few times without me and I went a couple times but I always worked Wednesday nights so that's why and I just remember I was like always trying to get off Wednesday night so I could be there and so I just think it's so cool like now being in 2023 that you guys are still doing it consistently on Wednesday nights and so I was just wondering because I'm sure in those four years like you guys have probably walked through something else. Maybe it wasn't as hard as that season or maybe it was, but 
have you ever taken any time off from the worship nights or is this something you guys just like consistently decided like we're gonna do this even on the nights we don't feel like doing it does that make sense yeah yeah that's a great question you know the worship night started like monthly so it felt like every month and then about a little over a year ago actually we um we did a time of prayer and fasting with the group of people that were part of the nights and all of a sudden we just kept on being like let's meet next week let, this isn't enough. Like, let's meet again. Yeah. And it was like this beautiful hunger to be together. And I will say this, like, there are times, like, I think a few weeks ago, we were like, okay, let's take a break. We're going to go on vacation. Yeah. And um, let's, let's just make sure our pace as well as a, is going well as a family. Yeah. But I will say this, the worship nights that what happened, what takes place in these nights often I would say 80%, we feel so refreshed mm -hmm. after. I think of, I believe it's in the book of Acts where um, there's a scripture that says times of refreshing mm -hmm. come on you. And it's like how the Holy Spirit is so kind and so generous that he refreshes our souls. And out of any type of ministry I've ever done, I feel refreshed after it. I feel like I've just drinking from the river of God. And I feel like my soul is so alive. And so I think in some ways, that's a lot of our motivation is like, God, I just want you. And I love these people and I love gathering and I love worshiping you. And I love that there's no other agenda on the table except for like experiencing all that you have and um, growing friendships. And we are people people. <laughs> and so we just enjoy opening up our house and it is a bit of work, but it's like, there's so many amazing people that help like Jill helps and so many people help make the night what it is. And so, yeah. When you guys did decide to like start gathering and meeting, did you guys like, seek out okay let's find someone to lead worship like let's do this or did those things just kind of like naturally happen like do you feel like um you know what i'm saying yeah yeah um yeah so many all of the yes and all of the above we had um one really cool story is um this gal who we were she volunteered when we were um on staff at a church and she sang and she had such a beautiful voice and um Jason woke up one day and he's like, I had a dream that Sarah was singing in our living room. Mm -hmm. And um, we hadn't talked to her in like three or four years. And so we just reached out and we're like, hey, would you want to ever come and sing? We're doing these nights. And she was like, yeah, that sounds amazing. And she, for almost two years, I'm going to say, led every month and um turned into weeks and she just showed up with so much faith and it's amazing how god has brought different people in different seasons and it is something that we have an incredible team of people that do lead and um just asking i think jason and i both have kind of something innately even like well we love to worship jesus and we cannot 
lead worship. <laughs> Unfortunately, like it would be so amazing if we just both sing and play the guitar and piano, yeah. but we don't. <laughs> and um, but we do. We are so hungry for the Lord and just. But I would say that we are worshipers, worship leaders, in the sense that we know, um, we have an awareness of what cultivates that and how to cultivate that in the atmosphere. And so coming along the side of these incredible musicians and not just musicians, worshipers that lean into the Lord and, but we're, we are um, not afraid to ask them like, Hey, would you want to come join and lead? And we've had an amazing people. And then a couple amazing people who have just been consistent every single week. And it's been really beautiful to watch their gifts mm -hmm. grow and songs that are being written and um, leaning in and just seeing what, how God is releasing the gifts inside of them is so beautiful. I think if I could say this, that one of Jason and greatest goals and missions in life is to see people release their God-given talents on mm -hmm. this earth and that they could be kingdom builders building what God has asked them to build um, and stir up the gifts inside of them the way that God wants to see happen on this earth. So that's so good. That's so good. Um, one quick story. We don't have to keep this in, but it was the coolest one week. Oliver, Rachel's oldest son, he's 10 years old this week. Um, he has such a beautiful heart for God, like more than I've ever seen in any kid, let alone a 10 year old. Like it's amazing. But one week he just, he had been practicing piano to learn a song and he was like, I, I want to play like at the end of worship night. We're all like, do you know how? Okay. And he goes over to the piano and plays and it was not anything elegant at all. Like, but he's saying with the worship leader, they were like, let's do it together. And they were definitely on different keys and all of that, but it was crazy. Like the presence of God really came down in that moment. And so it's just like that willingness and humility, that childlike faith, like that was really cool that, I mean, a 10 year old is like, I'm going to lead. And like, he goes ahead and does it. And it was like the best moment of that night. It was just like, God really came through. So, and it wasn't, again, they were on totally different keys, but it was really cool. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. I think like, on that note is like what I've learned with worship in the last few years is that you don't have to have all the parts so yeah. perfect. It's fun when you do. Yeah. And it <laughs> sounds good. fun when it's excellent and it's yeah. fun when there's like effort put into it. But I would much rather have people lead that have a contrite heart mm -hmm. that are hungry for the Holy spirit and hungry for what he has in to set the atmosphere. And I'm so reminded of like, we are going to be worshiping for eternity. Yeah. And this yeah. is our one chance on earth where it's sacrificial yeah. to worship. Wow. And um, we get to play a part in that. And it's amazing when you just sense the glory of God in a room and you just don't want to be anywhere else. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're 10 years old or mm -hmm. if you're, you know, 80 years old, it's just, beautiful yeah. and it doesn't have to be perfect to yeah. set that atmosphere. I really don't think God cares that much. Yeah. I think he cares about our heart. And yeah. it is lovely when it sounds nice. But <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. That's so amazing. I just think it's super too inspiring because I mean even with I think especially with Jesus, like I love what you said about refreshing and even 
before about like the prayers of just how Jason is like, we're going to just decide to do this and choose to do this. Cause I think there's times when we're on like these like highs or even these habits of like, okay, praying every single day, spending time with Jesus every day. And then sometimes like life happens where you don't necessarily like feel it in the moment, but just to like keep pressing on and knowing that Jesus, like when you choose to read his word and listen to him and worship and all those things, he's not never going to meet you. You know, sometimes it's just listening. Sometimes you're hearing things, but I just love that encouragement. Mm, That's so good. And Julie, even what you just mentioned there on having a commitment that you don't do what you feel because I think our feelings come and go. And sometimes you meet with Jesus and you're like, Oh, this is amazing. And other times you're like, all right, I'm here. (laughs) But there's something so beautiful about doing what you don't feel like in the consistency and the compound interest that grows from just consistency. Yeah. So amazing. I have told the to Rachel, but I don't think, at least my side of the podcast, I know it's a crazy story how Julie and I got connected, but, but at least for me, like I've been transformed by the group in the last four or five years. Like my faith was good before, but I feel like it's grown so much just from these nights of being with God and like being in prayer. And so I, I it, at least I'm going to say I, you get partial credit for this podcast <laughs> because of what you cultivated in your house. Because I mean, how many times, Julia, have I voice memoed you on a Thursday morning? And I'm like, last night at worship night, like God spoke this or like I heard this and it gave me an idea for the podcast. Like it's yeah, it's, all the time. <laughs> Thursday, Thursday mornings, Julia can come over me. But to go back to how it started, I wanted to ask you when you were going through that storm, like how did you go through that and how, how, of course the answer is Jesus, but like what, what brought you to your knees, like to that fireplace and like, what brought you to like that being your response? Do you think it was, like you said, so many people could turn to so many other alternatives, but you chose to fully surrender yourself to God. That's a hard question. Yeah, so it's, a, yeah. it's a hard question, but it's a good question because I think so often we're presented with different options yeah. to deal with pain. Yeah. In um pain is gonna find us. Yeah. We live in a fallen world. And not that we declare it or look for it, <laughs> but it does find us. Yeah. And I think in that pain, you have to decide if you're gonna let yourself become broken before the Lord. Mm-hmm. Because God does beautiful things with brokenness. And I would say, gosh, I maybe want to blame a lot of it on Jason because he just gets on his knees and like, come on, Rachel, we're going to pray. Even when we don't feel like it, we're going to pray. And it's almost just deciding I'm going to be consistent in this, even though it's hard, even though I don't feel like it, even though I'm tired. And I think the one thing for Jason and I that I would say is that we've always had this hunger for the Lord and I can't describe it more than the grace of God that was on our life in that season. But I also think it does take just that continually having a life of surrender. Yeah. It's like when we to follow Jesus that we've surrendered it all, that everything's on the table, that when it's great, everything's on the table. When it's hard, 
everything's on the table. And I believe that God has beautiful things for people, extremely beautiful things, but it doesn't mean that there's not sacrifice and surrender to get there. And so I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, You are, (laughs) but I, um, I will say that, um, I never want to go back to that season ever in my life, (laughs) but I look at that season with such beauty and fondness. And I would say that if any of your listeners find themselves in a season like that, get on your knees, ask Jesus to show up. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, he will show up. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the yours is a story podcast. We really want to hear stories from you. You can email us at yours, the story at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram. We'll see you next time.